0: Your hour of thrive time begins now with your host, Jay Mamey, on the Jay Mamey Talk Show. Jay
1: Mamey Talk Show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamey Talk Show. This is Jay Mamey, and I'm excited that you're joining us today for your hour of thrive time. If you're visiting our show for the very first time, I want you to know that today is your day to be treated to a spectacular show because we've got three gurus in the house today that are going to talk about what makes them specialist in what they do, but also in what they do as it pertains to helping others thrive. So today as your first visitation to the show, man, you've picked the right one. And if you're continuing to visit us today, then I want you to know that today will be yet another tremendous episode added to our show a library of fantastic shows that you have now become to hearing and adding value to your life with Thrive-Minded content. And by the way, speaking about that, if you've not had a chance to hear our prior episodes, then I want to encourage you to visit my show site, the thejmameetalkshow.com. Go to the archive section. There you will find all of our prior episodes, one after the other, Thrive-Minded contact. I can only warn you, though, this show is very addicting. So get ready to be addicted to quality content if that is your thing well, Today's no different. In fact, today we've got three, what I call them, gurus. See, sometimes you've got to get in touch with the gurus because they are the ones that know how to make things happen. They're not pretenders, they're contenders, because the experience they bring to the table and their wisdom can help everyone thrive in different areas of life. So our first guest, as we start to show in a little while, will be James Harris Jr. James Harris Jr. is known as the undefeated speaker. He's a guru on the speaking stage. He also has one of the most award-winning albums called Grandmaster. It's a motivational-based album, and I got to tell you something. It is fantastic. We're going to hear from him. We're going to hear what makes him tick. We're going to hear his humor, which is what makes him so special as the undefeated speaker. We're also going to hear today from Laura Virilli. Laura Virilli is a CEO and founder of Virilli Media, and what makes Laura such a guru and sought-after individual is the fact that Laura is a social media guru, but specifically in the realm of LinkedIn. But she utilizes all of those platforms, and she has been doing that for quite some time, consulting and working and coaching with corporations and business owners and business managers and sales professionals on how to leverage effectively social media for just much more than social interaction, but also to build uh, a, a strong pipeline of connections that can turn into business activity. Laura Verrilli will share with us how she's been able to do that. She's a guru. And then wrapping up our show will be someone that I know has been quite the guru in the areas of educating seniors on reverse mortgages. Now, if you are a person that is, is in a financial situation that is not allowing you to thrive, this strategy and solution, as you will hear from the guru, uh, Peter Clampkin will help you understand if this is a viable strategy for you because education is powerful only when it's first heard and then applied. That's what gurus do. So I'm excited to have this show feature these three incredible individuals coming up shortly. But before we dive into that area, that segment of the show. I've got some exciting news of things that are coming up right around here in Dallas and then beyond. Coming up now in September is a golf tournament that's being sponsored by the Taylor Team. Lance Taylor and the Taylor Team DFW sponsoring the second annual charity golf tournament. It's happening Tuesday, September 14th. Shotgun starts at 9 a.m. They've partnered up with Thanksgiving Heroes. And here's the goal, folks. Here is the goal. To feed a 1,000 families this Thanksgiving now, that is something that you can get behind That's uh, behind of. That, that is certainly a passion, uh, a mission that you can get passionate about. Make sure that you get more information by visiting not only uh, Lance Taylor and DFW team, but also you can register at bit.ly forward slash Taylor team hyphen. Golf, you'll find the information also available at our website. And coming up now, September 24th is our second tour stop of the Thrive Mastery Sales Workshop. We had such a huge turnout, it was a, an incredibly life changing sales training event. Uh, we had it in July, now it's being held here in Fort Worth on September 24th. You could find more information at Survive to Thrive Guide. Dot com forward slash events. It's a free event, guys, so it's going to sell out quickly or pack out quickly, per se, and you definitely want to be there if getting your skill sets to a whole other level if to attaining a mastery level of selling is your goal, then you want to be at this event. Now... That being said, you can visit my show site at thejmamey.com, get all this information. You can find out more about my books, my blogs, and my vlogs as we continue to drive thrive-minded content throughout the course of the week, month, and this upcoming year. And guys, right after the break, we're coming up with James Harris Jr. I'm excited. Today's show is going to be all about the gurus teaching us how to thrive. Hey, everyone, this is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I just want you to know that my book, my 10th book, is finally available. Thrivology, action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases is now available for your purchasing pleasure. This book has already making tidal waves among those who appreciate content that is driven to give you a thrive-minded mentality and also also, reminders throughout the course of the week of the things you need to do to thrive. Guys, you can pick up my book, Thriveology, at TheJManey.com. This is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want to encourage all of you that are in sales, business owners, entrepreneurs to attend the upcoming Thrive Sales Mastery Workshop happening Friday, September 24th in Fort Worth. This is a free event designed to help you become better at the skills of selling at the mastery level. If you're struggling with your sales skills, if you're struggling with your results, this is the workshop to be at survive to forward slash events. That's survive to forward slash events.
2: Do you like taking your car to a shop for maintenance or repairs? Oh, are you kidding? Exactly. That's why people all over Dallas are using RepairSmith. RepairSmith will do all your car maintenance or repair in your driveway, safely, with no contact. RepairSmith works on my car at home? Anything your car needs. Oil change, battery replacement, or brakes. You name it. From regular maintenance to major repairs, RepairSmith will do it all at your home. What kind of cars? All of them. RepairSmith has specialists for every make, year, and model of car. Foreign or domestic? Expensive? No. You'll pay the same you would at a local shop. There's no fee for coming to your house. And you even get a guaranteed quote before you book. No surprises or extra fees. Life just got a whole lot easier. To get a free quote or to schedule at-home car repairs, go to Repairsmith.com and enter code RADIO. That's R-E-P-A-I-R-S-M-I-T-H.com code RADIO. Repairsmith.com, code R-A-D-I-O.
0: Welcome back to Thrive Time.
3: With Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I had mentioned in my first episode that we were having today three incredible individuals that I consider gurus in their field who bring so much drive-minded content in their own specific, special way that I believe each of them were going to leave you with something actionable that you could take home and implement right away. Well, I'm excited because on the phone right now, we've got James Harris, Jr., and James Harris Jr. is known as the undefeated speaker. I had a chance to hear him recently, and I thought to myself, this brother's got so much power in his message. I could certainly see why he's the undefeated speaker. But he's also the curator and the purveyor of the one of the award-winning albums that's very unique in its category, a motivational album, Grandmaster. And I've never spoken to someone who is an award-winning uh, producer, curator of an album that is motivational. So I'm interested in hearing a little bit more about James as well. James, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Good to be here.
3: Well, James, we've got a lot to dive into in our segment, but before we do that, I'd like for you to get our audience up to speed by sharing a little bit of your story.
4: Yeah, right now we I just finished the second season of Ten Years War, which is our motivational podcast. It's a mm-hmm. weekly podcast that focuses on motivational storytelling and wordplay, and I get to kind of really kind of deep dive deep into Things about my life, but also I really kind of push back on the audience, trying to to give value. I want to be that that po- that positive motivational message. If you don't hear anything else that's positive, you heard something from that that podcast. And so we just finished season two, and we're now going to season three, which will be coming out Labor Day weekend. And I'm really excited about that. It's, it's definitely a it's, it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful blessing and a burden at the same time. It's one of those things. I know, as you know, <laughs> doing the show, it's just it's work, but you love it and that's that's one of the things we just got through finishing, and so we're we'll wrapping up. We finished Season 2, and now we're going into Season 3.
3: You know, you mentioned the podcast, and, and that's yet one more thing to your resume that I didn't get a chance to mention earlier, but you've got one of the top-rated podcasts, 10 Years War, um, that is also uh, part of your, your your credible, incredible resume. But let's take us back. Let's take it back a little bit, James, because – People look at you and they say, man, this brother's the finished product. And, and you and I both know we both got a lot more to do, a lot more polishing that, that needs to happen. But to the folks that are listening to you and they they watch you on TV and they hear your podcast they see you on YouTube and they catch your videos, they think, man, that brother is the finished product. But they may not know the earlier story. They may not know the journey to get there. And fill us in a little bit of the earlier story, if you could. Yeah, it's been, it's been
4: a journey. It has been a journey. I tell... I I tell people all the time, I said, if all you see is what you see, I got to channel Tony Evans here a little bit. Tony Evans will say, all you see is what you see. You don't see all there is to be seeing. I started out doing stand-up comedy in Dallas as a kid. And my mom would take me to open mics and I would I would see places. I was doing open mic comedy at little Mexican restaurants in DeSoto in Cedar Hill and Dallas. And then I got a chance to move after I finished grad school of all things, I moved to Los Angeles and started doing writing and was doing little guest appearances here and there and got into music and I've always been performing, always been searching because I just I wanted to just perform and inspire people and, and entertain and it morphed from comedy and music, and then I got into this. I got randomly got into motivational speaking as I got into teaching at the same time. And life just life hit hard. I was one of those mm. prodigal, prodigal son stories from Los Angeles, just living my life and doing who knows and you know what. And life just hit, and I remember leaving Los Angeles with my my tail tucked between my legs. With 300 bucks, begging my mom, Mom, I need money. Why? Mom, I'm coming home. I need money. I didn't didn't have enough money to move back home, and I was getting kicked out of Los Angeles. And I can laugh at it now, but it wasn't funny then. But I remember packing up my Nissan Sentra and just moving back to Dallas and kind of not knowing what life was going to be and i got a job teaching public speaking and i kind of thought well this is just life this is going to be it for you my mom was actually going through surgery she had she had her it was on her I, i'm gonna i'm gonna mis say this right but i think it's her l5 l6 vertebrae her inner spine and i remember her being in so much pain and thinking look at what your life was you were supposed to do i had an album called king of the weekend when i was doing music and I had this whole idea of how my life was going to be, doing music, touring, and this and that. And now all of that changed, and now I'm back in my house taking care of my mom, driving her from appointment to appointment. How did I get here? How did I get here? And I remember as I started teaching, I had a mentor there, and she told me, Ms. Sendera McGee told me, she said, James, she said, you now have a chance to rewrite your story. The old life mm. maybe was just a detour, She said it was just a detour. You thought that being this musician, being this rapper, that was the final destination, but actually Los Angeles was just a detour to get you to where you're supposed to go. And I mm-hmm. never thought of it that way. I never I never thought of – I always thought that that's the final destination. So when life didn't go the way I thought it was, I thought, well, this, this is it. This is it. I didn't want to teach. But I realized in that moment that as that teacher, this is just a part of your detour. And then I began to just inspire kids. I remember they, they asked me to speak at chapel. This was a Christian college in East Texas. I said, you don't want me to speak at chapel because you don't know, – I have lived – too much of a life so i don't want to be up here fake lying to these kids and i just don't want to do that but they told me just just speak from your heart speak from your experiences and i remember just telling my story and it was in that moment i just i remember the day before the day before jay watch this the day before i had to speak i had this just uneasy feeling of well they're going to think you're a fraud and people are going to find out about how you failed and how you didn't work out in los angeles and how this this and that happened and I remember this, this this voice telling me, somebody has to hear this story.
3: Mm-hmm. And it's
4: embarrassing, or at, however you feel about it. Somebody has to hear this story. And even if it's just one person, say it for them. That next day, I got up and spoke at chapel, and it was about maybe you know three hundred kids there. And I remember just feeling at peace about all that life had happened, saying, okay, that was that was that was a detour. Let's keep going. Let's get back in the journey. You're you're down, but you're not done. Let's keep going. And that brought us to to where we are today, to undefeated speaker. Just I start that was that was 2014, and that's what kind of catapulted me into motivational speaking.
3: Well, I want to dive into this undefeated speaker title that you hold because it's very unique. But I just want to pig back a little bit on what you said. Uh, you had a chance to share your story, and, and you were panicking, who's going to uh, be interested and who's also going to value your your history. Well, listen, I, I'm going to tell you something. I tell this to everyone, and even those that, that I speak to who were also who also wonder, well, who wants to listen to me? I let them know. For every ear, there's a story to hear, and for every eye, there's a there's a, a story to be read. You might think you bring no value uh, based on either past experiences that were positive or negative, but everybody has value and your story may only impact and may only need to impact one person. It doesn't need to impact the masses. It may just be for that one person who then goes on because of your story to impact the masses and you were just a conduit. So I appreciate you sharing that because it does resonate, I'm sure, with a lot of folks that are wondering the same thing as they're listening to right now. But let's talk about the undefeated speaker. How did you even arrive at a title that says you're undefeated?
4: Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's interesting. It's an interesting story. Watch watch this. This is me part of being a teacher, and I teach public speaking at a local college in San Antonio, and I thought about doing awards for my students just to kind of show them, hey, I mean, you are just – a lot of people, as you know – dread public speaking and my whole goal was just trying to show them that it's possible that Mm -hmm. their dream that whatever they want to do with their life that if they can do this they can do anything I said public speaking is difficult I understand it but if you can do this what else can you do and I came with this idea that you're undefeated and I said, I said, I love this. I love this. You're, you're an undefeated speaker. And it really kind of came back to my sister. My sister said, James, you always act like you're defeated. This didn't work out. This didn't work out. This didn't work out. There was a moment when I, when I first got back from Los Angeles, and I was just kind of laying around, and my sister said, you're not dead, so go live. She said, what are you mm. doing with your life? You're not dead, James, go live. You, you act like you're, you act like you're always defeated. This didn't work out and you're, you're not defeated, James. She said, everything that has happened in your life is experience. It's not failure. You're not defeated. And that kind of was the catapult when I wanted to put that same energy that my sister, I love my sister. She." It's, shout out to the sisters that are that just that will not not, <laughs> not give up on you, right? That know how to tell it to you like it is, right? But that's I told right. the same thing to my students. I said you're undefeated when the assignments don't go your way, and classes, and this and that, and life, and hardships. And many of the students that were that come out of the community colleges, they have a lot of life issues. But I said you're not defeated when you keep going through, when you keep pressing through every single thing that's in your way. You're undefeated. So then that's when undefeated speaker came out of, and then we started oh, I love doing that. motivational events, and that's, it mm-hmm. just kind of snowballed and snowballed and catapulted from there.
3: Well, I know one of the the, the aftermath effects of that was the launching of this album, Grandmaster. I'd like for you to share a little bit about that album, the content of it, and, and before we're done here, I, I want three golden nugget takeaways from your experience that, that can empower our listeners, but let's start with Grandmaster. What what's the story behind
4: that album? I got to walk you back to the 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 origin story. Right, I got to walk you back mm-hmm. to the prequel. Okay. 2000 18 of September, I was asked to participate in a TEDx to be a speaker coach, and I thought, okay, cool TEDx. Let's let's see what it's about. And I kind of was. I, I talk about this in my podcast a little bit about this this familiarity fatigue, where people are just too familiar with you. They're just too familiar, and they just think it's whatever. And I was that same way. I was thinking, oh, well, it's not going to be that big of a deal. But I walked in, and just my mind was blown about how we were able to, at the local level, put together this major event. And I told myself I can do this exact same thing. And in San Antonio they would say, Gateway Voltus, right? Like you the unmitigated gall that you think that you, James, by yourself can put on such an event. But we did. That was September I put on, a, on a, a speech event in November called Comeback Season, which we had about 90 people. Then in March, I put on a, an, another motivational speech event called Recharge Season, which had 256 people. And then that fall, November, we put on Transformation Season, which had 400 people. Then here comes yeah. 2020, here comes 2020, which we're going to do Impact Season. And it was taken away because of the pandemic yeah. and just life and uncertainty. I was actually forced to kind of just move home and help my parents out, and there was this all this uncertainty, and i had I kind of felt like, okay, here we are again, life here we are again, where life is just uncertain, and I don't know where I'm going. I remember thinking life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you that's right and and it, it was at that moment I said. What are you going to do with all this, James? Life knocked you in the face. Life knocked you down. What are you going to do with all this? So then I started just writing. I started writing, just writing, writing ideas. And all of these things happened where I was able to just my mind was flooded with just inspiration. I said, I'm going to give the world the inspiration that I need in this moment. And I know that many of your viewers can listen with their, they, they had setbacks and hardships and difficulties and circumstances during this pandemic. And I said, I'm going to just give the world what I needed, which is the inspiration, the idea that it's, it's okay to get back up, that being down doesn't mean you're done. And that's what we did. I, I recorded maybe nine, yeah, nine songs and, seven, seven videos. And I just went to work and I was in Dallas and I met a producer and I met, I met all these different amazing people. If I would have stayed in San Antonio, this album would have never happened. So when I was still like, I was forced to move. That's what actually launched this whole album. But I would have been, if I would have never moved, if I would have never the, – the pandemic would have never happened, I probably wouldn't even be talking to you right now. Grandmaster would have never even happened. But it was because of the pain I was able to find purpose in all of it. And that's what I think the, the whole message of the album is, is, is saying, yeah, you're not the only person that's going through struggles and setbacks. But make something of it. Make something of it. Think about, I was was talking to some kids about Sprite Remix, and I said, if you look at the ingredients of Sprite Remix and you just take them apart, they're pretty gross. But when you put them together, it makes this amazing beverage. And I said, and that's what happened in 2020. There were some horrible things that happened, all these different things, but when you put them together, you could actually make something amazing if you do it that way. Or you can just complain. And so I said, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to show compassion, and I'm going to just, I'm going to work and I'm going to try to inspire as many people as I can.
3: Well, James, I'll tell you, you've knocked it out by doing that, uh, doing the very same thing that you aspire to do right now in our segment. I want people to know that they can go search you. They can find James Harris Jr. They can also find your information. We're going to put, to put your information up on our site so that they can track you down. But I'm going to close with what you just said. You said from your pain you find purpose, and from your purpose usually there's progress. So I appreciate you being on the show, sharing your wisdom, brother. We're going to have you back in the future as you continue to have more projects. Appreciate you, James. Thanks for being on the show. Thank,
4: Thank you so geez. much,
3: man. Folks, we're going to be right back.
1: My recent guest, Lance Taylor and the Taylor Team, is sponsoring the second annual Charity Golf Tournament, and they're partnering up with Thanksgiving heroes to feed families a Thanksgiving meal. This Charity Golf Tournament is happening Tuesday, September 14th at the Canyon Creek Country Club. Make sure you register at bit.ly forward slash Taylor Team golf. B-I-T dot forward slash Taylor Team dash golf
2: Hi, I'm Steven Snyder from the
4: Snyder Benefits Firm. As a business owner, are you experiencing your employee insurance being too complicated and too expensive? Do you wish you could simplify that process? The Snyder Benefits Firm can help educate your employees and tailor the program to fit your budget. You can visit us at www.snyderbenefitsfirm.com or give me a call at 270 823 two one eight seven for a free consultation
2: the delta variant is here hospitals are filling up and thousands of people are being infected with a new more dangerous variant of the COVID 19 virus do your part get a vaccine today it's safe effective and our best chance at getting things back to normal vaccines are available at your neighborhood pharmacy or see vaccine locations at our website at klif.com Do your part. Get vaccinated today.
5: If you're like most people, you're probably more than a little concerned about the state of the world around us today. Strange times. The stock market at all-time highs every day. U.S. debt never been higher right now. Dollars losing value. And let's not forget about inflation, the highest since 2008, Remember what happened in 2008. So how do you protect your money, your retirement, your savings? Well, many people just like you are turning to Old Faithful to protect themselves during these difficult times. And Old Faithful is real gold and silver from the Oxford Gold Group, the kind you can actually hold in your hands and have in your IRA. No better time than the present to protect your future and the future of your family. Call the Oxford Gold Group right now, 833-928-GOLD. They will send you their free guide on investing in gold and silver and answer all of your questions. Protect your money before things get even worse out there. Call the Oxford Gold Group today at 833-928-GOLD. Oxford is here to help you protect your savings and retirement. That's 833-928-GOLD.
0: Welcome back to Thrive Time.
1: Welcome back everyone to the J Mamies Talk Show. Coming back after the break, I'm excited to have it the station here. Laura Verrilli is not only the CEO and founder of Verrilli Media, but she is one of these special individuals that is actually a guru, and we don't use that word around here lightly, but she's a guru of social media in terms of helping individuals understand how to leverage social media so that they can have greater successes in their pursuit of sales and pursuit of prospecting, meeting, meeting new people, making new connections, and that's very important if you're looking to thrive in the world of entrepreneurship. So she's here with us today. Laura, welcome to the show.
6: Thanks for having me, Jay.
1: Laura, before we dive into all the good things you've got to share, I'd like for you to tell us a little bit about yourself.
6: Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I am the regional vice president of Allianz. And second, I am a national speaker, coach, and consultant. And I really found my way into that role because I've always worked with professionals and I've always educated professionals. And in that role... I gleaned so much information from them that I just started developing programs from it and wanted to share it with the rest of the professional community. I've always loved the stage, so I uh, the first opportunity I had in my mid-20s to get on stage, I did, and I literally never got off the stage. As an educator, I love to get the message out as broadly as I can. So that would be on the main stage. And then as a coach and consultant, obviously, in a one on one situation, um, I can be much more intimate in the, the coaching um, world and really work with the client to to move the needle.
1: So I'm interested. You started to hit the stage at the in your 20s. Right. So what were you doing in your 20s hitting the stage? I know what I was doing hitting the stage when I was 20, but what were you doing?
6: <laughs> well, I started my career at Merrill Lynch as a mutual fund accountant. Okay. And back then there was no internet, there was no email. So I was I calculated the total returns for the mutual funds and I mm-hmm. physically walked them around to the portfolio managers and the marketing desk. So the marketing desk had an opportunity, an opening, and they said, would, would you be interested mm-hmm. in being in sales? I said, absolutely. Get me away from this adding machine. hmm so with that, I, I joined the team and we would educate, being in marketing, we would educate the recruits that we, we brought on to Merrill Lynch as well as the new advisors. Okay. And one individual recognized my skill set and said, would you like to present different content, different concepts, different ideas, introduce the portfolio managers uh, during our training sessions? And that was main stage at, at Merrill Lynch in Princeton, New Jersey. And I said, absolutely. So once I got on that stage, uh, I, I, I just I just never got off that stage.
1: Well, you're very sought after. I mean, anyone who looks on social media these days and looks on YouTube, you have your own YouTube channel. You got some videos that you put out there. So you're definitely sought after and, and very good at what you do, which is why you're on the show. But I'm curious. So you you were known to, uh, to be this, this guru, per se, in the corporate world. But then something inspired you to go on your own. All right. You you had this inspiration to launch your own consulting and speaking business. Tell us a little bit about what happened there and what inspired you to take that route.
6: Sure. So basically, I have the ability to look around corners. Mm. And I was in this role of rolling out social media at Merrill Lynch. And I was looking around corners to say, they need to do video. They need to do quick reference guides. They really need to work with the advisor in in, in a longer term relationship, not just going in and educating the advisor on how to use social media, but seeing it through all the way to the end. So they really, they're they're a large organization, so they really would take much longer to implement that and, I said, you know what, there's a great opportunity here for me to go out mm-hmm. and not just share this message and this program with just the Merrill Lynch Advisors of the World, but with all sales professionals, all advisors at a much grander scale. And that's what inspired me too, to leave and start my own business.
1: You know, I like what you said. You have the ability to see around the corner. I've, I've never heard that. And that's pretty cool. That's a great trait to have because most people can't even see what's in front of them, let alone what's around the corner. <laughs> Right. Uh, uh, and then when they try to, they trip. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> all right. So you have a disability, obviously it paid off for you, but you're known as a social media guru. And again, part of the reason why you're oftentimes asked to speak is because you can certainly help anyone who's in sales utilize social media as a way to attract new contacts, uh, new con- contacts and prospects. But what do you see in your experience of all these years of working on social media platforms? What are the flaws and mistakes that you see being made by those, especially on LinkedIn, which is one of your sweet spots?
6: Absolutely. Well, one of the flaws is the the sales professional or any professional doesn't put in the time to build out their profile. And and therefore when someone goes on to their profile, and normally that's the first place people will go. If you are if you Google your name or you Google anyone's name, your LinkedIn profile is going to come up first, second, or third. Mm. Because LinkedIn and Google basically love each other because both of them are hit so frequently throughout the day that your LinkedIn profile will come up for a second or third. For example, if I Google myself, lauraverly.com comes up first and my LinkedIn profile comes up second. Wow. So most individuals will go to your LinkedIn profile because one, it comes up so high in the search results. And two, um, it's very easy for people to consume because at the end of the day, it's a template. Mm -hmm. So you can go on and you can consume the information very quickly. And what a lot of people don't do is they don't complete their pro- profile. They don't take the time to complete their profile, which is such a miss. Mm-hmm. Because when you have a complete profile, you have 40 times more the opportunity than your competition. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because you're because there's more content there, you're going to come up in more relevant searches. <clears throat> so that's the the number one flaw is, is is they don't take the time and the second flaw is they just they're not consistent. They're mm. not consistent They'll show up here and there, and they're not, they're, they'll show up maybe once a month or once a quarter. Some of them are once a year. And if you really want to leverage the power of social media, you need to show up consistently.
1: So when you say show up consistently, I want to spend a little bit of time on that because I'm on LinkedIn often. I speak about LinkedIn often, uh, to, about LinkedIn often to people also, and I agree with you that sometimes for me, when I see someone that is looking to connect with me, or I'm looking to connect with them, the first thing I look at is how often are they on there, how many connections they have, because if they're not on there often enough, it's a waste of my time, right? So to when to be consistent, what does consistent mean? How often should consistency be practiced, especially with LinkedIn?
6: Well, you don't want to overpost because Mm -hmm. then people will start ignoring what you're putting out there, but Mm -hmm. you want to be mindful and you want basically a mix of content. And that could be everything from whatever your industry is. So if you're in financial services, you would want to put out some financial services content. And then you also want to make sure you're putting out some lifestyle content. Mm. And that's once a week. Okay, And that lifestyle content could be anything from what you're interested in from a passion standpoint to certain places to visit in the okay. world. And in addition to that, you also want to put out just some some short information that's, that's digestible for the individual. For example, I historically used to put out what they call memes with mm-hmm. just a quote on it. Mm-hmm. And I would literally go into clients' offices and they would have printed out that meme and it would be hanging on their bulletin board or their wall. Wow. And I, I would ask for feedback. I said, why do you love this so much? Why mm-hmm. do you love these little quotes so mm-hmm. much? And they said, Laura, it's because I can read it and move on with my day. I don't have to click on anything. I don't have to read through paragraphs of content to get to the message. It's short. It's sweet. It's motivational. And and I can move on with with my day. So it's really a mix of content that you want to put out there two, three times a week. Some folks say, oh, my God, you got to post every day, five times a day. Absolutely not. Two, three times a week. And be mindful about what you are putting out there because that is in line with your brand.
1: You know, I I think that's absolutely brilliant because one of the flaws that I do see also is when people, not only on LinkedIn, but any platform, they oversaturate themselves with constant posting to the point that uh, people become tune deaf or eye deaf or eye blind, whatever you want to call it, to whatever they're posting because it's just too much. So two, three times a week, I agree, makes sense. And also to diversify the posts, make a lot of sense. But why do you think that a lot of professionals underutilize it? I mean, what's going on? If they understand that this is a good vehicle to make new connections, why do you think that they underutilize any social media platform, but again, spe- specifically LinkedIn?
6: Well, it's a combination. Some of it is is age. They're like, ah, I don't want to get on that. I What I do is is working for me and I don't want to w- worry about that. Or they'll say, well, my, my firm is... Uh, very compliant and I have to get everything approved. So I don't want to go through that hassle. And it could also be the fact that um, it's new. It's Mm -hmm. new and they don't, some people don't like change. So they don't want to take the time to understand the power of it until they absolutely have to. So that's what, where, where I see folks just avoiding it. You
1: talk about the power of it. I I, I want to uh, dive back into that a little bit. But one of the things that you mentioned, uh, it's actually true. People sometimes, if they're too comfortable doing something, they won't venture out into something new. Uh, And in their mind, if it's not not broken, it doesn't require fixing, but they don't realize it's broken, bro.
6: (laughs) It's broken. And guess what? COVID has forced people to the forefront. It has forced people to adopt Zoom, WebEx. It has forced you to become virtual. And now more than ever, your online presence is so incredibly important. Because that's how people are going to know you. That's right. Historically, they would Google you before they met with you because they were going to meet with you in person. Now, they, you may never meet with that person. Well, hopefully someday you'll meet with them in person. But right now in the current world that we're in, it's online. And guess what? So many advisors have said to me and so many clients have said to me, my gosh, I can I can do five appointments a day instead of two because I'm doing them online. Mm-hmm. And now that I have myself set up, mm-hmm. I have the right microphone, I have my ring light, I have everything positioned correctly, I can just turn on the camera and I can scale And I'm not getting in the car and driving here, there and everywhere. So now I could do five meetings instead of two. So they're realizing the power of the platform of Mm -hmm. Zoom, of Mm -hmm. WebEx.
1: One of the things I want you to share with us is sort of the flip side, right? We talked about people that are underutilizing it, but what have you heard as some of the the best testimonials or some of the most powerful uh, um, results that you've heard that people have had by effectively using, again, LinkedIn, but any social media platform?
6: Sure. So basically, there's there's many that come to mind, but two really stand out. And, and one is an advisor that's been in the industry for over 25 years, and he uses it very strategically. And what he does is he looks at his connection base and who they're connected to. And mm. then he asks for those introductions. Mm. And he has literally grown his business tenfold from using it just in that way. It's simple. That's the only way that he uses it. He built out a nice, powerful online brand, and now he he just uses it for that sole purpose. And then on the other side of that, in terms of another way individuals use it, is that they use it to build their business. And you know what? You have to fail your face off. You, that's how we learn when we mm-hmm. fail. So there's an individual that I met new to the industry, and literally he just threw spaghetti at the wall. He was the fastest growing, producing title recognition at Merrill Lynch. Wow. Because he was consistent, he showed up, mm-hmm. and he literally bailed <laughs> his face off until he, he is now a managing director, and he's very young.
1: And he uh, he started off brand new, you mentioned, mm-hmm. probably didn't have a, a whole lot of contacts, a lot of experience, but he leveraged this power of social media and LinkedIn, and, and he's off to the races. You know, one of the things you said there is absolutely true because in all the years I've been using LinkedIn, I can't even think on one hand how many times I've been asked through LinkedIn for an introduction to someone who is part of my network, right? And and if as sales professionals, we're always looking for referrals. Well, how better could a referral can you get if you're introduced internally, organically through a connection as someone else has because you're first-line connection to them? Correct. Brilliant. And, you know, that's funny. I'm thinking about that myself. That's something I've underutilized also.
6: And it's, it's so easy because what you're doing is – You're not saying, hey, Laura, if you know anybody, can you can you introduce me to them? You're literally doing the thinking for me and you are putting names in front of me. Mm. Hey, Laura, you know what? I was doing some research online the other day. I came across these five people that you potentially know. And then we would go through them. Hey, can I get an introduction to them? Then we're going to brainstorm on how we're going to do that.
1: That's excellent. I mean, that's a mic drop right there. And I hope that our listeners who are paying attention here, and and they do, uh, are taking notes on that one. Let's wrap up the segment in the last couple of minutes on something that I've heard you talk about and our one minute left. (laughs) Social triggers. Give us your best one minute on what are social triggers that I've heard you talk about.
6: Social triggers are one of the easiest things that you can use. They are. They appear on LinkedIn under your notifications. Those are birthdays, work anniversaries, and job changes. And you can react to those. Reach out to those individuals. Wish them a happy birthday. Mm. Pick up the phone. If there's a job change, that's money in motion. That's right. That's money in motion. Um, and if it's a work anniversary, celebrate it. If it's a milestone, send the send the person something. Use the channel that that you like the best. Personally, I like to go old school, and when I see a social trigger online, I'll reach out, and then I'll put something in the mail to that
1: individual. Wow, that is awesome. Well, guys, I got to tell you something. These last uh, few minutes here, the social triggers is brilliant. Also, using recommendation introductions is another one. Laura, I'm so happy that you actually are a contributor to our upcoming Thrive Sales Mastery course. You're going to be one of our contributors, and we're going to talk more about that on our show uh, as we develop the rest of the program today. But we appreciate you being on the show. It's been fantastic.
6: It was my pleasure, Jay. Thanks for being on the show. Laura,
1: uh, you have an open mic here whenever you want. And we're going to leave our listeners right here. and we will be right back after the break.
0: How do you want your story to look and sound? Is there a book you want to write? A presentation you want to give? An online space to fill your thoughts and experiences? If you have the beginnings of an idea, I can help you develop it into a finished and publishable product. My name is Keith Mankin, and I'm a writer, editor, and creative consultant. Contact me today at KeithManken.com and let your voice and your words stand out from the crowd.
3: 71%
0: of new hires say that the training they received did not make their new role easy to understand and that led them to feeling disconnected at work. Well, that's probably because according to the talent equation, companies spend more money on coffee than training annually. I'm Andy Steer, owner of Impact Training. We specialize in helping your company create meaningful training content based on the nine impact pillars of training. Reach out at impactctc.com and let's find what your company needs to elevate your training program to the next level. I can't make any promises about your coffee, though.
2: What is a reverse mortgage? You hear all those ads with Tom Selleck talking about reverse mortgages, but they really don't explain what they are or how they work or how they might apply to your retirement. Can they really provide a credit line for those with a paid-off house that can be used to pay monthly bills, unexpected expenses, or even buy a house to rent out? Well, tune in this Sunday at 1 to 570-KLIF to hear the Understanding Reverse Mortgages show to learn more. Or call 214-415-3773.
0: Welcome back to Thrive Time
1: with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. In the station today, boy, I'm happy. We've had two guests live in the station today. And uh, it's great to have people in the station. It's, it's just a, a different dynamic that occurs by having these wonderful individuals stop by the show. And our guest here is no different when I say dynamic. Peter Klamkin is not only the strategic business advisor at American Advisors Group, but he's one knowledgeable guy in the world of reverse mortgages. And, and why will we have someone that does reverse mortgages on the show. It's because you cannot thrive if your finances are in disarray. And if you're struggling financially, it doesn't matter what age you are, thriving is going to be certainly a struggle. You're going to have an impediment to striving if you're looking over your shoulder trying to make ends meet. So I wanted to have Peter speak with us today about what he does and what he's so good at. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jay. appreciate you inviting me. Peter, I want you to share with us a little bit about yourself before we dive into the knowledge that you're
0: going to impart on our audience today. Sure. I appreciate that. So my background is that uh, I had been in the senior marketplace working with seniors for over 30 years mm-hmm. and had been mostly in the insurance business working with seniors. And And, and one day I realized that uh, I worked with a clientele who were both cash rich, or cash, sorry, uh, house rich and cash poor. Mm-hmm. and that we're struggling and we're outliving their money. Okay. And I knew somebody who was in the reverse mortgage business. I called that person up and had it explained to me how it works. And this has been 15 years ago. Wow. And and so I uh, decided to reach out and, and join a reverse mortgage company at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's made a huge difference for the people, for my family, for myself, and and more importantly, for the seniors that I work with every day.
1: So it sounds like you're very passionate about what you do. But sometimes people make decisions to go in a different direction, whether it's a business or a career or take on a project, because they're inspired by it. They're inspired uh, by an experience that that sort of led them in that direction. What inspired you to pursue this line of work?
0: So you know, it's funny. We Sometimes you remember where you were in, in monumental events in life or in mm-hmm. history. Mm-hmm. And in, in my case, you know, one of the things I remember very well is that I was – uh, living in upstate New York at the time with my family, and and my father called me on New Year's Day, and uh, we talked about the usual things about bowl games and wishing my family and his, and my mother and he a uh, happy New Year, and then my father said something that, that changed the course of my life and his, and and that was he had told me that he at eighty three he had outlived his money, mm. and so I said to him, you know, what does that mean? And he said, well, I'm asking my children for a thousand dollars a month. And and again, he was 83 years old. My mother was 80 at the time. And my father didn't plan on living to be 83. And, uh, you know, back then his father lived to be 65 and that wasn't that unusual. Right. So at 83, he had no income other than social security. But but the one thing he did do was paid cash for his house and never thought about using the equity that he had to help he and my mother live better. Mm. So after he and I talked, uh, my sister called me and, and said, have you talked to dad? Um, have you, what do you think about this? Do you think we can do this? You know." And I said, well, between the three of us, I have two sisters, between the three of us, it's like a car payment. We can do that. And she said, no, he a $1,000 each. Mm. And, and that's a whole different conversation. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. you know, that's one of the things that my father got a reverse mortgage. Uh, it, it saved him to be able to stay in his home, live a life that he, they had been accustomed to. Uh, Do the things that they wanted to do over time. My mother needed home care; it paid for her home care. Wow! And and most importantly, it also kept the relationship with my sisters and and my wife, Mm. so that she didn't resent my parents because every month I was sending a thousand dollars to my father. Right. So uh, it was a it was a changer for me that that really got me passionate about what I do in the reverse mortgage business. That's quite a story.
1: You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I know from even my experience in, in financial services for 30 years, that is a common story, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is. I hear it all the time.
1: Yeah, it's a common story. Uh, it's, but that's why you're on the shelf. because, I mean, imagine your parents having uh, to, to call upon their kids, which it's, it's fine, but I know most parents at age 83, the last thing they want to do is dovetail back into their kids and help uh, to help them financially when they know their kids are raising their own families, got their own expenses. So I'm sure that that was a situation where thriving for them was certainly not in their picture.
0: The one thing I'm sorry, is that in my father's case, the last thing he wanted to do was call his kids because at that point he had gone through all his credit cards. He wow. was, he, it was easier for him to go through his credit cards to get cash mm. than it was for him to call his children and ask for help.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm so happy you're on the show. Let me ask you, uh, to clarify for us, um, Peter, because oftentimes reverse mortgage strategies come with misconceptions. Sure. What are those misconceptions, those common misconceptions about reverse mortgages?
0: So I've been doing this for 15 years and the the number one misconception has been the number one misconception for 15 years. Mm. And that is that we take your house.
1: Right. I hear that all the time. That we
0: take title. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that- we don't take title. You still own your home. It's no different as if they had a forward mortgage on their home mm. so that um, we, we just don't take title. We don't want the home. And that um, that misconception has just not changed.
1: Now, and let me ask you, speaking of misconceptions, um, sometimes people who are really in need of the service, uh, because they're uninformed they're buying into misconceptions, they don't make the right decision. But let's say we have listeners right now that are, are hearing this show and, and they do fall into that category. Can you clarify what are the common identifiers that are always present for those who could benefit from this strategy? But on the flip side of that, when is it also not an
0: appropriate solution? So in Texas, they would both have to be 62 Mm-hmm. Uh, anywhere else in the country, you can have what's called a non-borrowing spouse, uh, a spouse that's below 62 and, and not on title for the house. Texas, they both have to be 62. They both have to be on title. The second part of it is, is that uh, our world has changed in that it used to be that uh, we only were working with families, that this was a loan of last resort. Another big misconception about reverse mortgages. Mm-hmm. That has changed over time. So now I deal with a wide range of clients and customers. I deal with folks who, are just looking to eliminate their mortgage payment, and and that's a very big deal for a lot of people, for most people that they no longer have a mortgage payment, that's first and foremost what happens with a reverse mortgage. If you're still paying a mortgage payment, that goes away, okay. And that again frees up a fair amount of cash for a lot sure. of folks. Sure. They still have to maintain their home. They still have to pay their property taxes, and insurance. But those things are doing they're, they're doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other part, the other range of that is folks who are uh, affluent but they're looking for uh, additional cash in case of emergency. So it ranges to where we have folks who just really need cash to, to live on and mm-hmm. and pay for home care or whatever else they're looking to do all the way up through where this is a financial strategy for financial planners so that um, they have access to the cash that's in their house. Right now there's about $8 trillion in this country of home equity for seniors. That's not being touched. Wow. And I can change a lot of lives. If, they just, if they just would have a conversation with us and forget the misconceptions for a little bit, mm-hmm. let's be educated. And it may work for some, it may work for not there. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, there are some folks that don't have enough equity. Uh, and we tell folks all the time, if you see our commercials with Tom Selleck, he'll tell you that they're not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And and he's right. Um, and I do as much business with folks uh, that I work with that almost the same amount that I, I can't help, or more importantly, it's just not the right time.
1: There, There's a question that I've been asked oftentimes as I meet with individuals and, and this becomes a possibility that they'd like to discuss. Their, their question always, not always rather, but that question that seems to pop up often is, can I qualify even if I don't have the greatest credit
0: since I own the home and it's my equity? So in this business, things have changed since 2017. It used to be that we were just looking at credit to see that you had no liens against your property. That okay. There was something along those lines. Now with the government, and these are mostly FHA loans. So they're government endorsed government insured loans. And, they, and what they say is that we want to make sure that you've had the willingness and capacity to pay your bills over a period of time mm. that you've been able to manage your expenses before you've t- taken on a reverse mortgage. And most importantly, that you manage them you're able to manage them after you have a reverse mortgage. In other words, you know, that you're paying your bills and you have ability to pay your property taxes and insurance and maintain the property and an HOA fee if you have one. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that uh, there are folks that um, uh, you may have tarnished credit, but we can work with them and and it may not work for them at that moment, but especially if we can work with them, you know, get them to where they might have a credit counselor or just uh, take some money and just work towards getting to where uh, we know that um, they can handle it. uh, We'll, you know, we can do a loan for him. I'm doing a loan right now for a gentleman in Oklahoma who unfortunately his wife passed away, his first wife passed away Mm -hmm. and he had incredible medical bills Mm. and if he he had a a story to tell Mm. and that's what it all really took for the underwriter to see that this gentleman had, you know, through no fault of his own, he was able to handle his expenses and could handle reverse mortgage and and, and pay his property taxes. He just, he had a story and and once you tell your story, uh, generally that generally works.
1: Let, let me ask you one question, and I want to get back into those testimonials
0: because I think those are
1: important. Mm-hmm. And and I believe that through testimonials is how people can resonate if something is is for them or not. But are there any specific property types that reverse mortgages will not qualify for? Hence, townhouses, co-ops, sure. um, commercial use, uh, mixed-use properties, rather. Any one of those properties do not qualify?
0: Yeah, so uh, you can't do a single wide I mm-hmm. uh, can do a double wide that's manufactured after 1976. Uh you can't do a uh, uh if you have a non FHA FHA approved condo, they have to be FHA approved either as a single unit or as the the uh the whole building itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very common. Okay. Uh they would cuz again these are FHA approved right. loans. Right. Um they you know, we have sometimes especially here in Texas properties with a vast amount of land attached to them. We'd have to survey it out and do five acres or so, okay. and the home. But for the most part, you know, these are when this program was started in 1985 under Reagan. The idea was that the older you are, the more difficult it is for you to manage your expenses, and, and most most importantly, be able to have income mm-hmm. you know, other than Social Security. And so that um, they have not made it so difficult that nobody qualifies because of that. Okay. So the older you are, there's more; it's more advantageous. Uh, financially, to take out a reverse mortgage, for sure.
1: And I would imagine that the the, the guidelines aren't uh, you know to jump from here to the moon, um, because there these these programs, these strategies were designed to help people not create further hurdles.
0: Correct. And again, over time, there's easily over a million people in this country who have a reverse mortgage, mm-hmm. and and those are folks that we have changed their lives or have yeah. changed their own lives by just tapping into the equity in their home that's just been sitting there and not of any use to them whatsoever.
1: Speaking about changing lives, testimonials. Uh, can you provide a, a, a couple of testimonials when uh, a reverse mortgage has helped
0: someone significantly? Sure. And, and it happens every day, mm-hmm. but there are two I think that come to mind. And, and one is that uh, I have a couple where unfortunately the gentleman has uh, Alzheimer's and it's in a memory care facility, but the wife wants to stay in her house. And as you know, private pay is much better than government pay in terms of health care. So they use the equity of their home for her to stay in the house and for, to pay for his care at the facility and and that in home care and aging in place is such a a big thing right now. And, and a reverse mortgage is very much a part of that conversation. The second thing is that um, certainly we have folks who I just did a loan for a woman in Arkansas, as a matter of fact, and she worked 30 years for a company retired And her dream was to travel. And so Mm -hmm. what she did is she took out the equity that she had in her home. Mm -hmm. And the first thing she did was go and buy an RV. Mm -hmm. And and she and her Mm -hmm. husband are right now traveling across the country. I get postcards from them all the time. That's awesome. And they're traveling, enjoying life in their new RV. And and that's all they wanted to do. It had nothing to do with with home care or anything else. They wanted to live life and enjoy their life. And the, the equity in their home afforded them the ability to do that.
1: That's a wonderful story. So what do you find are the usual questions that when you're meeting with someone, they're they're past the point of hesitation or at least inquiry, they start to ask you questions uh, as they begin this process. What would you say are the common questions that people ask when they're considering the process of getting started?
0: The first question is always the same, and that is, how much do I get? (laughs) That's a good question to have. (laughs) And then the second question is, how do I qualify? Okay, and then it goes from there. And, and how long will it take? Mm-hmm. You know, generally forty-five days or so. And mm-hmm. and then the other part of it is, is that uh, when can we close, and when do I get my money? Good so, questions, right?
1: Yeah. And you better have those answers too. <laughs> oh, <we> always do. <laughs> yes.
0: So, in our final
1: minute here, why did you choose uh, AAG, American Advisors Group, as your company of choice uh, to provide this strategy, though?
0: I appreciate the question. It's a great question.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: The answer is, is that. American advisors group is the largest reverse mortgage company in the country. Mm. And we're noted by our spokesperson, Tom Selleck. We run commercials all the time and it matters now. And our, our slogan or motto is this, we're caring, driven and ethical. Mm. And when I looked at companies to join, uh, I found that very much to be true for AAG. I mean, we care about our customers. We care about our employees. uh, We're driven to do the right thing. And, and above all, we are certainly ethical. I, I, walk away from business when I know that it's just not the right fit, not the right thing to do. Mm. And, um, I, I, we all are able to sleep at night knowing that we did the right thing and and helped a lot of people at the same time. I'm very blessed that I have a job where I love what I do. I'm passionate about what I do and that I can help, you know, the, the population of the greatest generation, mostly that I, I can help. Wonderful.
1: Well, Peter, you've been a great guest. I appreciate the information and the wisdom. We're going to put your information up at our website so that those that are interested can continue to track you down. Appreciate you being on the show, my friend. Thank you, Jay.
0: appreciate the invitation and the time.
1: Folks, that's a wrap for this week. Another great show of quality-minded, thrive-minded content for you to go out and utilize and implement immediately. I wish you the very best this week. We'll see you next Sunday for your next hour of Thrive Time.